So I was terrified to talk about where I'd been to one group, and I was terrified to talk about where I was going to the other group, thinking that I would lose their influence and their respect. Caught in this in-between space, and that I think is where a lot of people, as you were just alluding to, find themselves now. How do I move forward into a new space, leaving that behind and stepping into something unknown? It's a terrifying place to be. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, Be It Pod listeners. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. If this is your first time being with us, thank you. Thank you for trying us out. I really hope you stick around and join us week after week as we bring these amazing guests. This week's guest is my dear friend, Alex Street. I mean, I say it, dear friend. I am so glad we met. Um, it is, you know, I share, I share the story of how we met in the interview, but I was just thinking about it as I was, uh, talking to him after the interview, I'm watching him, um, really be it till he sees it. Like he just keeps, he just keeps showing up and, um, and doing what he believes is so important. And it's so fun to watch. And it's so inspiring to watch. Um, and you'll, you'll hear more about, you'll, you'll probably get a feel for that as you listen to this, but you know, Alex is someone who coaches people on speaking. And I think this is really important. Even if you think I'm never going to be a public speaker, that sounds like death. I can't do that. I, girl, I just sit in my office and I'm just trying to like make my other magic happen and have fun in life. There's going to be a time when you are at a table with a bunch of strangers and you're going to be really grateful to know how to tell a story so that it's a fun table and you never know who you're going to meet out there. Like you just don't know. It could be your next best friend right? It could be the person who runs with you on the weekends. It could be the person you end up with, right? It can also be the person who literally helps you make your magic happen. So um, I think everyone needs to learn how to share their story, how to tell their story. And also he really, really wants people to go from powerless to confident. And if that doesn't sound like a be it listener, I don't know what does. So um, not that you're not that you feel powerless all the time, but you know, we have those days. We have those days where like, Oh, you just feel like I, I'm not able to do what I want to do. And, you know, it's those days that we need to be at the most. And so I can't even wait for you to listen to this. I've said that seven times because that's how excited I am. So <laughs> be it listeners, please check out the show notes for Alex's full bio, but you're going to hear a total Canadian. He had like, which makes me laugh. And I, and I tried really hard not to laugh out loud, but I just love, I love, I love his Toronto-ness. And he is what well, I was an ex-youth pastor now turned speaking coach. Um, so if you, I mean, think about youth pastor, if you have to get hundreds of 14 year olds to listen to a story about something, you know, he must be a great speaker. So you're in for an awesome ride. He's also the father of three kids, which just, I mean, like who doesn't love that? So without further ado, well, a little ado, we're going to do a brief message and I'll be back with the interview with Alex Street. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. 
Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello, my dear friend, Alex Street. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm really excited we get to spend this morning together. Um, you are one of my favorite humans on this planet. And when I was creating this podcast, I wanted to make sure that you you were on it specifically because your story is so inspirational. But um, you don't just have one story that's inspirational. There's like many parts of you and facets to you that I want to share with everyone. And so I want to let you introduce yourself to um, the listeners and the viewers here. So Alex, take it away. Yeah, so good. Leslie, I am thrilled to be a part of this. It is such a joy to to be invited in here. And um, yeah, such a pleasure. We're going to have some fun. So I, yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm in Toronto. Canada and I am a storytelling coach. I really help people un- uncover their story and share it with confidence. And what I'm finding is this is something that I have been doing all along and something that I'm more recently really embracing as, uh, this is what I bring to the table. Like this is the thing. This is what I'm here to do. And, um, I mean, I'm really doing that. I'm finding that as I uncover my own story. So this is all part of the journey for me. I'm only taking people where I've already been. I'm taking people on the same transformation that I've been on from powerless to confident. And as I do that, it's an absolute wild ride and I'm loving it right now. So story all the way, all through and through in my family, with me, with my kids now, it's all about story and how to get your story out to the world. That's what I'm here for. I love this. Okay, hmm. so there's a couple things that that stuck out with me there. Aside from that, you are a father with kids, and I'm sure that there's a there's an element of pressure that comes as being a parent that you want to make sure that they live a life that um, has the lessons you've learned imparted onto them, right? Like, yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's my it's my have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, I, I love that you, you just said in this that you have discovered that story is your thing all along. And I, I wonder what led, what was the, what was the, I don't know, the discovery of the gym? Like, when did this yeah. come upon you that you're like, oh, a story is my thing? Yeah. It's, it's just rooting down. It's doing the work. It's having the, the, the bravery. I think that's all that it was. It was over the last really 18 months. I would say I got brave enough to go deeper and deeper and deeper into who I am and, and to go to the roots of my journey. Um, I think for probably 15 years, I was staying pretty surface, like up top, doing good work and doing all kinds of things. But any questions that I had about what I'm supposed to do in this world was all about how I'm supposed to show up. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do I do the thing that I feel led to do? But I hadn't really done the the work to discover, okay, but what is that thing? Like, what is deep down at the core, um, the the very center of it all? What's driving me forward? So as I did that work, then I I kind of, you break through the surface and you break through the surface of just how I'm showing up or what I'm doing. And you really get to that why. And for me, storytelling, performing, that's been there all along, right from the start. And so then that becomes a through line. And I just see so clearly how that is. That's, I mean, it's very much even in my blood, I would say. 
Okay, so you said brave, and I. Mm. This is something that resonates because I, I believe in being bold, and I think that the being brave part, the being bold part, is where people get stuck. Yeah. And I also, I mean, they're just like. Because it's hard to have confidence or feel brave or feel bold in something you haven't done before. And mm-hmm. um you and I met in a mastermind, which, you know, six months before that, I actually didn't know what a mastermind was. But I just I was in a place in my life, probably similar to you, where I was re- I, I was very good and I'm not being this like overconfident, like like laughing about myself but like I was really good at what I did however there was this thing inside me that just felt like there I was meant to do more and I wasn't stepping into that and I think a lot of people whether it's your job or a relationship friendship a goal you have something that you want to do you know the thing that you're supposed to be stepping into and you might not have it completely like with full clarity but you know what that is and it there's it tugs at you and it causes like it keeps me up at night and i was like what is this thing and i joined a mastermind hoping to figure out like what was my next thing? Because I yeah. I hadn't seen it, right? So it's really hard to want something you haven't seen before. And mm-hmm. so um, when you when you were becoming brave to do the thing, mm-hmm. what what was this? What made you feel okay to be brave? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, it's just so like you're tapping into everybody's like, yeah, I get that. I feel that. Oh, she's saying exactly how I feel because that's it. Like most of the clients that I work with now are coming to me in that sort of a space saying like, I know that there's something or I'm just, there's something here, but I'm not saying it right. I don't, I can't get the messaging right. I don't know. It feels like I have two different stories. Like I'm living two different stories and all that it is, is again, you're just up on the surface of like, like you did coming in saying, how do I get the answer? How do I do this thing better? Or how do I do this thing more efficiently? And so how did I get to the place of finding that bravery? Um, oh man, many years of questioning, of doubting, of, of leaving opportunities, of rejecting opportunities, of jumping into the unknown. Cue the Elsa music. Um, of, <laughs> of really just expanding and saying, I wonder what else is there. I mean, if we want to go right back like i can take you into the story and the journey of like you know how i got to here and uh, we can go there if you want yeah because this is where right this is the relatable part of the story again you can look at the last three years and be like okay who am i based on these years and i would say no no no. look at what you want to do now and then say where did that begin and so for you if it's like i want to affect people i want to help people build their businesses and you go like all right where did that begin for you like that helpfulness, that entrepreneurial spirit, like were you making lemonade stands? Where What was this all about for you? And for me, I want to help people perform. I want to help people tell their story with confidence. And that then deals with speaking and performance and all kinds of stuff. And for me, that begins like second grade when my mom, who's an actress, put me on stage. She like she came into the school and directed a pantomime which is like a kind of production that's just total silliness right and (laughs) it was cinderella my brother was one of the ugly stepsisters like it was just bonkers (laughs) which i i'm so glad that he was because i can still make fun of him so he was that and and my mom created this scene with a teddy bear's picnic just so that i could be in the in the show and dress up like a teddy bear and play badminton but something caught on to me there like that was it i was like this is fun 
whatever this is, I second grade and I'm like, I caught the bug. Um, and my mom hadn't performed for a long time, but then she got back on the stage and I then grew up like as a young teen and teenager, I was backstage. Like I went to the theater with her. I would see, you know, she was in a production that would have a run of maybe 30 shows. And I was there for like 13, 15 of them. And so I would watch the show sometimes, but then sometimes I would actually just sit backstage as quiet as a mouse and do my crosswords or something and watch the whole show happen behind the scenes. And I was just, I didn't know it then, right? But it was further enhancing, developing, growing this, like this thing that it was planted inside me that was this love for the whole thing, how people show up, how they perform, what story we're telling, how to tell the story well. And it just grew and grew and grew to the point where I'm like, I'm going to be an actor. No doubt. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get an Oscar. I had the speech written for my 21st. It was before I was 21. That was my goal. I'm going to win an Oscar. Oh my God. I love this. So I love this. The speech has been thrown out, but (laughs) (laughs) so, so, okay. I, uh, this brings me so many thoughts because I think, um, when you're listening to someone tell a story and you see, you see the results of where you are, I am, or anyone else in their life. You're like, mm-hmm. you see the, the fruits of the labor, but you don't see how far back the labor went. And I think a lot of people forget that their childhood was filled with so many experiences yeah. that set them up for today. And I um, was in theater um, for a while growing up. And so I can picture, I can picture this, the, the setting that you're taught, you're describing. And you're basically growing up seeing how performance speaker story changes people, affects yeah. people. And so of course this is something that you want to do. And now, and now you are teaching people how to tell their story, which is beyond because I think mm-hmm. some people listening, like, I don't even know how to describe my story. I put it together. Um, I've been blessed to hear how you do that. And I, and it's just so freaking amazing. So if you're, if you're wanting to have help with that, this is your man, but I, I do wonder, um, you know, when you, bet- there's a, a point between like you wanting to be an actor, you wanting to have an Oscar and now you're a story coach. Yeah. The, the space between that, <laughs> um, where, like, can you take us a little bit into that? Because I think that is the journey where people might, you might have thought, well, I like wandered over here and I wandered over here, but all of those are like pieces to the puzzle that made you who you are. So can you yeah. just share like a little brief part of that tour? Yeah, absolutely. Like this is, and this is the thing, this is where it gets into the how, how you do it is kind of actually in the grand scheme of things irrelevant. But the, the beauty is like, that I was trying to do the same thing the whole time, which was um, not only tell my story, but help other people tell their story. And so, I, you know, I tried to be an actor, moved downtown Toronto and then took a left turn and went into youth ministry and became a youth pastor. Um, you know, as you do, if you want to be an actor. No, I don't think so. That's not the route. So you jump, I jumped into this and, and of course, like I, there was parts of me that at the time were saying, of course I did. Because I get to get up every week in front of a group of people that are unforgiving and yet wildly forgiving young teens who like they won't give you an inch as a speaker and yet show up, show that you care and they're here to hang out and they know that you love them. Like that's all that matters to them. So I had weekly opportunities to practice my craft, to practice telling a story that is thousands of years old in new and fresh ways. That is the Bible and and the story of Jesus and all this and trying to 
put on characters, whatever I could do to capture the attention of a freaking 12 year old. It was this incredible challenge of performance, of storytelling. And then, I mean, forget the stage element. I just actually get to hang out with teenagers and families and help pull out what I see in them that other people don't. And I just got to see, wow, you really have a gift for leadership. Wow, you really have a gift for story. You really have a gift for making others feel um, safe. What if you started to use that and then start to pull those gifts out of them? So there was this journey that, yeah, I'm a youth pastor and it's weird. And does that feel separated? I don't know. But ultimately, it was this further journey again, just doing the thing that I've always been here to do, which is to tell stories and show up um, with confidence, helping other people tell their stories as well. Oh, this is so great because I think so many people, I get this question a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, for those who don't know me, I also coach people in fitness business, but I get this question a lot like, oh, what are people going to think if I just announce that I am this instructor now? And I'm like, yeah, they're going to be really excited for you. Right. But like, you know, that feeling, cause I'm sure when you, when you left being a youth pastor and then you mm-hmm. decided to be a story coach, like, did you have that feeling like, what are people going to think when I say I'm this now? Yeah, that was a big moment. That was, yeah, one of my, you know, hinge moments. Everything that I've told you so far is kind of the in who I was category. And then there was this moment where it was jumping into that mastermind um a couple of years ago where I was trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? I'm, I know I'm supposed to speak. I'm not a youth pastor anymore. I left that about five or six years ago, realizing I'm not in that box anymore. And yet there's still something that I'm here to do. I'm here to speak in some way. And And I saw this opportunity to help, you know, to either speak with organizations or help those running organizations perform better, perform in a, in a higher level. But what if, what if I talk about that? What if I show up like that and I start saying, Hey, I'm leaving the ministry space and going into this space and still, I'm still have gigs at that point, like speaking at retreats, at events with hundreds of teenagers. I still have, I'm still being invited into these things. And what if I start to say, I'm going over here and then to think about going into the, to that mastermind, like that was the thing. I, I took the jump. I made that leap and that's all kinds of different things all in there. But then I remember standing up in front of the group with a microphone. I was the first one to introduce myself. And the only thing that I was thinking was like, okay, how do I talk about my business? That's one thing. But the thing that was most in my mind, I have 90 seconds to say who I am. And the thing was not not say this in my head was don't say youth pastor. Don't say youth pastor. Don't say youth pastor. Because I was thinking these people in this space, entrepreneurship, business, whatever it is, they're not going to respect that my entire resume was with snot-nosed teenagers. Are you like, like what good is that? What I, what that, so I was terrified to talk about where I'd been to one group and I was terrified to talk about where I was going to the other group, thinking that they, I would lose their influence and their respect caught in this in-between space. And that I think is where a lot of people, as you were just alluding to, find themselves now. How do I move forward into a new space, leaving that behind and stepping into something unknown? It's a terrifying place to be. I'll just be honest. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to go back to this because I, de- I want to know, like, 
like was what was their announcement or or not maybe there wasn't but right. um I was in that room y'all and Alex was the first person to go and I my name is Lester Logan so I'm always in the middle of everything right and so I'm so <laughs> grateful I was like oh, thank god I'm going to go first like <laughs> but it's so funny the stories we tell ourselves because I remember thinking like this, I mean, like you're listening to different people in all walks of life talk about basically bragging. You're allowed to brag for 90 seconds. That's like literally what you're told to do. And I was raised like, don't brag. It's like unattractive. And so like having to overcome the thoughts of like, (laughs) it's okay to brag because they want it. But I was like, I'm a Pilates instructor. Like who in here is going to be like, oh yeah, that girl, that's the girl who's going (laughs) to... Help me. You know, it's just so funny. Like the stories we tell ourselves about all the people in a room and actual. And it's so funny because I would, I would never let anyone in the room that I was talking to ever let themselves think that way about who they are and what they do. But we get in these spaces. And so, um, and so, you know, I remember when I was like, okay, and now I'm going to announce that I'm a business coach to Pilates instructors. I remember thinking people are going to be like, what you've been teaching for two years, girl, like, no way. Like, who are you to do this? And I got to a place where I was so frustrated with um, not making the change that I needed to see that I just mm. like announced it. And I'm, I'm one of those people who's like, <laughs> who kind of like will announce things and then like run off and just see what happens later. I'm like, <laughs> did it catch on fire? Like, how are we doing? I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash be it pod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. Now back to the show. I would love to hear like, you know, you're in this space of like, I'm not telling this group. Yeah. Like what I'm doing now. I'm not telling this group what I was doing. When did you tell all the groups <laughs> what they right. need to hear? Yeah. So let's say, I mean, just put a, a timeline to it. That was uh September, I think, 2019, when even just signing up for that mastermind was me being it, right? Being it till I see it. That's that. That was it. I was like, all right, well, I'm going for it. Here we go. I don't know what this is. All I know is that I can't take my business, whatever this is, to the next level, to any level, without somebody guiding me along the way. Let's get into a room with 50 other people and see what happens. But you step in that space. Everybody looks perfect. I don't belong there. All these thoughts through my head. Don't say you're a youth pastor. Nobody will respect that. Um, Just go up and talk about what you do and then get the facts and get out of there. That's what was going on in my head. Mr. Confidence, Mr. Like guy who has shown up in every room that he stepped into in a ministry setting and is the one leading the way, essentially. And now I show up in this setting in this new group with these new people and I'm going in thinking, like, I'm going to be the one who who brings something today. I'm going to be the one who helps people today. And immediately I felt so small. Yeah. And so that smallness is what I said when, you know, I get up to the microphone. I said that I share my intro. Eventually I did say, yeah, so my business is Gen Z matters. It's helping organizations work with the next generation. And then I remember pausing and then filling the gap with I'm an expert in this because I've been a youth pastor for 15 years and my mouth kept going, but my foot was kicking myself. Like, <laughs> yes, I was so, oh man, I was so frustrated with myself at that point. 
but the cat was out of the bag. That was it. It just sort of happened. And what came after that is what was important because then I sat down. People were like, great, good job. Good to meet you. All that stuff. I think it was the next session. Actually, you and I were at the same table together and you said something to me, Leslie, that I still have in my notebook. You said you are a badass. When you got up there and grabbed that mic, you knew your shit. We could see that. You had so much passion. We need more of it. And so I took that and went, whoa. Uh, so all these gifts that I thought were only valuable of speaking of all these things that I had not been affirmed of yet were immediately being affirmed in this new environment. And that sparked something else inside me that like relit this flame to say, holy crap, this is possible. And then later that night, I had dinner with some people and they said, you, you realize that your story, you being a youth worker for 15 years, that is your superpower. You've had weekly speaking experiences, speaking opportunities. There's worldwide keynote speakers that haven't spoken to a crowd as many times as you have, Alex. You've got to lead with that. And so that's, that started to open me up and go, holy crap. Okay. So whatever doubts I had about sharing with this new group were very quickly extinguished. Because it was the right group, because they're nice people, and most people will respond that way. <laughs> That's what I'm finding. Do you know what I mean? No, I, oh my God, I do know what you mean. I want to just like go back for a second. First of all, you all mm-hmm. can't see this if you're on listening to the podcast, but like I, I didn't know what I was telling you would be that, that pivotal and pivotal in your life. Y'all, I'm not so to go with <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, but, so if you're listening to this, know that like when you are out, if there is something on your heart, say it to someone because mm-hmm. it might be the exact thing that they need to hear to take that next step, to take that next brave step. And so, um, thank you for sharing that with me because I, I uh, made a commitment to myself a year, a few years back that like I was going to tell people the thing that was on my mind about them in person in the moment if I could because you, you it's hard to get that moment back so I wanted to do that and I'm so glad I did I don't even you know I can't even tell you if it was like I just knew I had to tell you that and so I'm so mm-hmm. glad you heard it that's also really awesome but you really you said it be it until you see it you went to the room that is so bold <laughs> you went to a room with 50 people <laughs> And you didn't feel like you're ready to be there. You're this intrinsic motivation of like trying to figure out what's next, what your next step is, right? Executable, like showing up and then like the steps you took to act, like the what you learned, you made some steps that you could do. And like you had this target audience that you were working towards, which I really like. So all these words can represent different things for Mm -hmm. different people. But you really, you really, that whole moment was an absolute be it till you see it moment and I love that it was like this little you so called it a hinge it like was hopefully or maybe it was the thing that put you on the other side so you can go back to yeah. Toronto and go yeah y'all this is what I'm doing now and this is why I'm yeah. so good at it so that yeah exactly so that was like you know that's one half of that sort of change and then the other one was yeah so then that gave me the the boldness to come back and I was hosting a podcast at that point called made for this and it was just it was helping people tell their stories and do and discover what you're made for and I was like I I feel like I'm not even sharing my story of doing what I made for. So here's the, here's the chance. And I just turned on the microphone and it was the most unscripted yet kind of scripted. Like I, you know, I had my points, but I just said, I'm just going to go for this and speak from the heart and let it go and, and told that 
journey. And that was, that was a faith journey. That was a, um, a career journey. That was a family journey. Like I felt like there was so much in that to essentially come clean to, you know, families, people that I've influenced and had and inspired and, and had incredible memories with for 15 years that I was like saying, Hey, this is like, this is what was going on. Um, and it was just a movement away from kind of what I've always believed or what I had believed at that point. And here's the shift and here's why I think you can too. And here's what to do when you're not who you are. And that was the point of it all. And so then as soon as I mean, I recorded it and that's one thing. Anybody can go and record something and speak into a microphone with nobody in the room hitting publish on that baby. That was when my hands were shaking. That was when, you know, I'm staring at the window, questioning everything. Is this a mistake? Why did I do this? About to hit delete. And I hit published and there is published and there's freedom. That's it. Absolute freedom to just go, who cares? Like, I mean, what, what was I so worried about? And then here's the key, this whole journey of me being afraid to share that story because what are they going to think or what are they going to think? Well, Again, we had that one experience where let's say you and I sit there and my doubt was that you would respect me and you actually showed up and said, holy crap, you've got something special here. And then when I release that and I'm afraid that they're going to not respect me, the only people that came forward, nobody came forward and said, what? How terrible. This is awful. Everybody came forward and said, thank you. Can we, can we set up a call because I'm going through the same experience or Thank you for sharing this. It's exactly what I've been going through and I was afraid to tell anybody. And that just reinforced, further solidified this belief that I have that drives everything. That stories change the world. When you share, when you share your story, it will actually change those that hear it. And that's, that belief is what drives me forward. And if we all believe that, then we'll find the confidence we need to share what we've got. Oh. I'm in, I'm in love with this because I do. <laughs> so I, because I, I resonate so much with this whole idea of like, you have to hit publish and you're like, oh my God, this is it. Like, this is when it's going to go out. I'm like what, mm-hmm. like what have you, and it's so funny because I think, you know, I'm really grateful. My husband, when I, cause I do share, I'm like, this is what I'm afraid of because it's easier. If you just like put it out there, like all of a sudden, a lot of the fear is like, it sounds so silly when you say it out loud. Sometimes you're yeah, like, right. really? <laughs> like, that's so weird. But, um, so, but I think oftentimes we don't actually acknowledge what that fear is. Like, what is the fear that is going to happen? And we just, we have it in our head, but we don't actually speak it out loud. And when you speak it out loud, it doesn't actually give it power. Actually, I think takes a lot of that fear away because you, you see it black and white, like this is it. It's like, really, is that really what's going to happen? Like you can really have that conversation with yourself, but um, I love that you didn't delete it and you did hit publish. And, um, I wonder, were you like check, like refreshing your email or reviews or like, were you like checking to see if people had any responses or did you just like, were you like me? You're like, publish, run away. Let the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. There was a sense of, okay, who's going to see this? Who's going to, who's going to listen? And, you know, it's not, it was like there was 150 listeners per episode. Like this is not a massively published thing. This is, uh, but even to that end, it's mostly people that knew me, I think at that point who are listening to it. So now anybody that knows this is going to, is going to hear the journey. And so there was a little bit of that, but then, 
this letting go, I think what happened when I hit publish was that was actually me letting go of those expectations and those, you know, what are they going to say? Um, kind of, uh, thoughts and, and fears and, um, and what I realized even with that is that so much of this, so much of showing up is about you. It's actually for you at, at first. It's, it's for you to let go of a lot of those fears. It's for you to let go a lot of, of a lot of those doubts and self-limiting beliefs that, that you have for yourself that truly nobody else has. Right. People are thinking of you a lot less than you ever think they are. <laughs> like, so true. to zero amount. <laughs> it's so and, true. And so, so much of these fears that are holding us back from showing up, it's not about appeasing anybody that's out there or helping them see at all. It's really just about you getting to the point where you actually do have that. You create that confidence that wasn't there before to do the thing so that you can continue to show up and then it becomes about your audience and and really showing up for them. So that's what it was for me was I had to do that. I had to do that for me. Oh, I, I love that. It's so true. I want to reiterate, like people really don't talk about you as much as you think that they do. They're not even thinking about you. And the ones that are, that is, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about 17 other people other than themselves. So they'll just be like, did you hear about Alex? He did blah, blah. And then, oh my gosh, but John did this. And like, like they're, they're not even, it's like in one ear out the other. It's like not even sticking with them. And so if people are, it's like not your people anyways, but, um, Mm -hmm. I do think you said it like there's an action you took and action is the antidote to fear. So confidence is this interesting thing that it's really hard to be confident in an area you haven't done something before. It's hard to step in confidently going, I am a stories coach. If you've actually not coached anyone <laughs> on stories. Um, and I've, I've been doing a lot of research on this because people are always asking like, Leslie, you're just so confident. And it's like, really? I do most things scared as fuck. Like seriously, yeah. like, <laughs> um, including this project of a podcast. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I, I have, I have, um, I know that the more I take action towards the thing that I want, the less the fear has the power, the less like things that are stopping me from doing it. And you get so much clarity from that. And you get a lot of, like, you, you get that boost of confidence. It comes from that. And I think, you know, um, I was talking with, um, my therapist, which I think everyone needs need someone like that about confidence versus self-esteem. And she's like, Leslie, you can have confidence on a snowboard and be not confident on skis. It's not Mm. like, it's not something you have all the time, right? It's like it, confidence is very much in the moment and you can have it, like you can make it happen. It's a state of being, but it's not necessarily like if you're not confident in one thing, then you're not confident. Right. And then it's a difference on like self-esteem, which is like where you, where you believe in yourself more than you don't like as a high self-esteem, that's how I'm thinking of it. And maybe over time as I research it, it will change. But I'm, I feel like the, you know, the more people who are listening to this, the more people take action towards the thing that they're wanting, the less the fear is control, 
And the more confident you'll become because you'll have done something in that area of what you want. It's a kind of a yeah. cheat in a way. <laughs> well, it, right. And so much of fear and that doubt, like take it to snowboarding, you're going to be terrified that you can't do this thing. And it's a completely made up scenario. And so whether it's, can I actually make it down the hill and survive without hitting a tree? Well, it's made up until you have the evidence to see it, to to know if you can balance on that thing or not. And it's the same with, if I put this out there, what will people think? If I start talking about myself in this way, what will my old clients think of me? What will the new, will the new clients accept me? Like there's all these questions that we make up without taking any steps of action. So you're creating this terribly con- convoluted and complicated story with it's a choose your own adventure in your mind and you're not actually going down any path and it's wildly exhausting. Like, no wonder we're walking around overwhelmed, tired, distracted, because you have 16 narratives going on in your head about what's about to happen. Instead of saying, this is, I think, where I'm being led. This is consistent with my story. And so I'm going to take this next right step, and we'll see if it's the right step. If it's the right step or the wrong step, at least it's a step. And that might just be the most confident thing that we can do today and call call it confidence. Don't call it a whim. Don't call it an accident. Don't call it, I don't know, I'm just winging it. No. You, yeah, that action, as you say, Leslie, that is it. That's, that is confidence. To go and do anything today. <laughs> not, to, <laughs> not to belittle it, but like, that's it. If you show up. You're, you're creating confidence. I think that's it. We're waiting. We expect confidence to be this thing that you're born with and it's simply not. It's something that's created in you and it has been created as you believe, as you find the boldness and, and you learn to bounce back. Oh, I love this. I love this. It's, you're not born with confidence. It's something that I love that so much. All right. So, um, Alex, I, I want to make sure that listeners hear a be it tip from you. So, um, what is a bold or executable, intrinsic or targetable tip that you could give those listening? Um, because I'm sure they've resonated with you so much and a tip from you might just be the next first step they should take. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I think my, my tip, my encouragement will be kind of all of those things. And it really is, um, get someone to help. That's, that's for me, I've had friends that have had conversations with me all along and I adore these people. I have been on the journey with them and yet they don't understand exactly the choices that I want to make or the world that I want to get into the work that I'm doing now. They don't understand a level of that. And if they do, they can, they, they can tell me things. They can challenge me in certain ways but not specifically around like, what's my business going to do and what's my impact going to be? And so I would say, you know, the bold, executable, intrinsic and targetable um, invitation or tip is, I mean, really to nail it down, it's get a coach, get a coach or get in the room with other people who will be able to coach you who are specifically on this journey that look like the same journey that you're on. They're all afraid. They're all taking the next step. They're all trying to get their business right. They're all, or they understand where you're at and how to get you into the next one. We'll challenge you ruthlessly and we'll target in on what your need is 
and we'll help you get there. So that will require boldness because holy crap, the money, I don't know. It's executable because, well, I got to find someone and then I got to say yes. And instead of just letting it hang there, the intrinsic drive is, all right, what? Okay. I know I need to make a change, but it's not happening on your own. So let's listen to that intrinsic self sense that is bringing you towards community and bringing you towards others and find that help. And then the targetable is get it done. Do you have a coach or not? (laughs) If you you don't, then it's not happening. So I would say that for me, that's, I mean, that's been my game changer. That's the way that I'm helping people now and, and seeing that happen in their life. Those that are bold enough to step in and say, help me understand my story. Um, and you all, turns into Alex, like helps, Alex helps so many, like you help so many people. Um, and so where can they find you? What's your Instagram handle? What's the best way people can get in touch? Yeah, fantastic. So my website is alexstreet.ca. You can kind of find all the info there. And then, yeah, I hang out on Instagram all the time. So that's at street says. Oh, um, y'all, if any, uh, I know so much probably resonated with you, but do us a favor, screenshot this, share it, tag us both, and please put a takeaway. Like, what is something that you took away from this? Um, so that Alex and I can hear what resonated with you and root for you and cheer you on in this way. Like, you're not alone in this journey. And, um, I'm so grateful for you, uh, listening. I'm so grateful for you, Alex, being here to share your story. I couldn't think of someone better to bring on the show to actually talk about story and share it. I am think I'm so grateful we met. Nothing happens by chance. We were meant to be in that room together, meant to put in that small group together. Um and I'm really excited to see where we both go from here. Thank you for being here. Oh gosh, Leslie, this is so good. This has been such a joy. You're a fantastic host. Thank you for leading us through this conversation. Um I'm truly excited for how this will help people. of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Kevin and Bell at Desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mondal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time.
at Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.